in LA. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my new podcast, Dance Journey. We are now on episode five, which is exciting. My name is Tracy. I take a lot of dance classes in LA, and I'm making this podcast um, to kind of share my own dance journey, and then I want to interview other dancers about their dance journeys. But right now, we're still in the middle of my own dance journey. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm in a bit of a different environment today. Usually, I record from my car. It's usually like right before class or right after class. Today, I'm actually recording from my house-sitting house because it's President's Day weekend, and I had a nice weekend of rest. Didn't do as many dance classes as normal, which is important sometimes. It's important to take a rest sometimes. And I've been watching this cat, Neptune. He's sitting over there. We'll see if he comes and joins me and gets on video and becomes my co-host or not. But anyways, so yeah, just wanted to do this inside today. Also, because this episode has a lot of notes, it was a little bit confusing to put it together. So I wanted to have my whole computer right here so I could see everything and tell this story the best way that I can Um, because we're going to be talking about dancing in the pandemic today, which probably all or most of us have experienced, but I'm going to talk about my personal experience with that. Um, So yeah, the last episode we ended, I was finally really, really getting involved in dance classes in LA. I was taking about 10 classes a week trying to really improve. I was still in mostly beginner classes, but my teachers were starting to encourage me. Other students who were newer to dance were telling me that I was like a really good dancer and were asking me questions about other dance classes I was taking. So life was going really well. It was going really great. And then cut to, so that was going on for about two years where I was like really pursuing dance in a more committed way. And then cut to 2020 early 2020 and we all know what happened but I just remember um taking jazz one on Saturday morning with Chelsea it was not Chelsea Mishner but it was a different Chelsea who I cannot for the life of me remember her last name but she was awesome and she taught jazz one I remember being in her class and a girl that I was friends with in that class and I were talking at the beginning of class and um she was talking about how it was crazy that the coronavirus was in China and I was like yeah oh my gosh like this girl from my work had to go there for a work thing and she was supposed to stay there for a month, but they had to send her back because of the coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. So we're just like making small talk about it, but I definitely didn't think that it was going to like come to us and that we were going to be dealing with it so directly and for so long. I definitely, you know, wasn't expecting that. But I remember very shortly after that, it had come to the U.S. and I remember Chelsea Mishner's class, Basic Jazz, that I took twice a week. She started to pass out sanitizer in the beginning of class. And I remember in ballet, we were like Cloroxing, wiping down the bars. So things were starting to get a little more serious. And then I don't remember exactly when it was. Obviously, it was March of 2020, but things started getting really serious. And I started getting pretty afraid to like go to dance class. They hadn't canceled dance classes yet, but I did not want to get sick. I... The past, the couple, the two to three years before the pandemic, I got sick a lot. I don't really know what was wrong with me if my immune system is just low or bad. And I have a low white blood cell count in general. That's just like part of the makeup of me, I guess, is what doctors tell me. But I don't know if that makes my immunity low. But I was getting viruses or pretty bad sicknesses like two to three times a year. I was ending up in the ER or urgent care. 
And this happened for a few years in a row to the point where literally one of my New Year's resolutions at the end of 2019 was to not get sick in 2020. Like who makes a resolution? Who makes a New Year's resolution that's to not get sick? And I had never made a resolution like that. And I made that resolution at the end of 2019, like before the year where the whole world got sick, which I think is pretty ironic and funny. Anyway, so I felt like if anyone's going to get sick and die from the coronavirus, it's going to be me because I have all these problems already. So I did not, obviously, like that's not really true, but that's how I was feeling and I was really afraid. So I did not want to go to dance class. Like I obviously wanted to go to dance class, but um, I wanted to be able to dance forever and you need to be alive to dance forever. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like not go to dance right now so that I can keep going to dance for the rest of my life and I stay healthy. So for a while I did stop going to dance class for like a couple weeks or so, but you know, some of my friends were still going and they were wearing masks or social distancing or whatever. And I was definitely like, a little jealous, like having FOMO, wishing I was there, but just being like, no, I'm trying to do the right thing, but feeling pretty sad. And then shortly after that, Edge, where I took most of my dance classes, they canceled all their classes or they stopped having class. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I was sort of happy in a way because not that I didn't want other people to enjoy dance class, but I just didn't want to fall behind. Like I'd been working so hard for two years. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, now everyone's going to keep growing. And I'm just like stuck in my house, like not learning and not growing anymore. So then all of us were stuck in our houses, which was still sad, but in a new way where we were all together. We were all together, like going through that. So I was sad for a while, like not sure what I was going to do. And I didn't know, obviously, like how long that was going to last. But when you're dancing almost every single day, even not dancing for a couple of days, you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm falling behind, you know? So I was pretty sad, but I remember starting to like Google things and look up stuff on YouTube and I found this um, like YouTube influencer. I had to remember who she was, so I had to like figure this out before this episode, but her name's Lucy Fink and I think she's just like an influencer who lives in New York City and like does these vlogs and stuff. Anyway, she took uh, like a basic hip hop dance class with this company called Obey Fitness or something. And so there were basically these on YouTube, these like 20 minute hip hop dance tutorials where Lucy Fink was learning a hip hop dance from these people with this company. And anyway, it was a 20 minute video and I was like, I'm going to try this. So I tried it. It was like a perfect level for me. I got the whole dance and learned it. And I was so happy at the end of it. I remember sort of crying because I was so happy because I had just like not had dance for a couple weeks or so. And I was like so happy to have found this little 20 minute YouTube tutorial. And I just thought it just like blessed my life so much. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep doing these. I really think there was only like two of them because it was just like this random thing she was doing was like learning these dances. (laughs) But I thought that that was going to like sustain me, I guess. So that made me happy for a little bit. And then I found um, Matt Stefanina on YouTube. So he's a an L.A. dance teacher who I still have never taken in person. But he's pretty advanced like hip hop dance teacher. But I found his – he had a lot of YouTube tutorials. So he still does. So I found one of them. It was To Yummy by Justin Bieber. And I thought the dance was really cool. So I was just like – okay, I'm going to try to learn this. And I tried to learn it and it was so hard. It was just hard to learn on YouTube. And also his 
his choreography and how fast he taught it was really, really advanced for me, for my level. And it, I was mostly just taking beginning hip hop at the time. So it was really hard for me, but I was like, whatever, it's on YouTube. Like I can just like watch it every day. I can do this every single day until I get it or whatever. And at the time I had our whole house to myself. So I live in a townhouse in Pasadena and I have two roommates. I've always had two roommates. But in the beginning of the pandemic, my roommate Rochelle moved to Hawaii where she's from to live with her family. And, you know, for just a few weeks, she was going to live in Hawaii with her family. It turned out to be like 10 months, but she went to live with her family in Hawaii. And then we were about to get a new roommate because our other third roommate or our, our original third roommate um, was about to get married. So she decided to move back with her family for a few months to save money before she was going to get married. So she had just moved out and we had met this other girl online through like a church website type thing. And she was really cool. We met, we met her twice and she was supposed to move in literally in like March or April of 2020. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, is she still going to move in? Like what's going to happen because the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she was still planning to move in, but she kept like postponing it. She kept pushing it back. Like, um, oh, it's not going to be this week. It's going to be next week or something. So Rochelle's in Hawaii. Annalise, my new roommate, hadn't moved in yet. So I had the whole house to myself. It was kind of nice because I would practice the yummy dance in my room. But then I remember wanting to record it once I finally got it after practicing like every day after work. Like I was working from home at this point because of the pandemic. But um, I remember recording it in like the common area in the living room because like nobody was there. And I'm like, well, I can record it here. And it was kind of nice having the whole house to myself, although it was a little bit weird too during the pandemic to like not have anybody around at all and then eventually Annalise did move in um and it was just funny because we didn't know each other at all we just met through a website and like (laughs) and now here we are we're gonna like live together and not be able to go anywhere and just be around each other so fortunately we turned out to really like each other and it was fine and she actually likes dancing too and so we connected with that but anyway um yeah so I was learning the YouTube dances from Matt Stefanina and then Edge started to do virtual dance classes um, a little bit so I was like okay I can try to do some of these virtual classes and it was kind of cool because I was mostly only taking beginner classes in real life but I'd always wanted to try like a contemporary class I would often see this contemporary class through through the windows in that big room at Edge as I was walking by to like my beginner hip-hop or whatever And I always thought like, oh, one day I want to take that class. But I just felt like it looked so advanced. You have to have a lot of ballet experience to do contemporary. And I just felt like it was going to be a long time before I was going to be able to take any sort of contemporary class. But now classes are virtual and I just feel like, oh, I'm just like in my room and it's just like whatever. I don't know. I felt like a lot more confident to be able to take kind of any class I wanted to take since it was just virtual anyways. I just felt like, oh, they can't really see you and – it doesn't really matter if you're good or not. You can just kind of take any level at this point. So I remember trying Amy Madison. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right, but Amy Madison's contemporary class of virtually. I still haven't taken her in person yet either, which I need to do at some point. But um, I loved her contemporary class online. Well, I loved the music she used. I loved her choreography. She was like super nice, even though I was not as advanced. And she could definitely see me because there was only like five of us or something. I was like, oh, I wasn't planning. (laughs) I thought I was going to be like really hidden on the Zoom or whatever. I never like turned my screen completely off because I felt really weird doing that. I'm like, 
like all we have is this virtual thing. You might as well at least keep your screen on. Like how are you going to get the most out of this if you just like turn your screen off, you know? So I never wanted to turn my screen off. But at the same time, I was just like kind of hoping there'd be like a lot of people so she wouldn't like notice how bad I was or, or anything. But I remember there was not a lot of people and she definitely could give me corrections and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh. But she was really nice. I was able to sort of keep up, like not completely, but I really enjoyed it. But I was trying like different classes virtually from Edge and at some point it was just getting a little bit frustrating because the music wasn't super loud, like I couldn't hear it super clearly and then um, teachers were kind of like, we would ask them like, oh, should we mirror you or like when you use your left, should I, I'm going to use my left and do like the opposite or, and a lot of teachers were saying, oh, just do whatever you want, just pick one, like whatever's most comfortable, but it was always more comfortable for me to mirror them, but then it was like, but I'm doing the opposite thing now, and like it would feel differently. Like they choreographed it a certain way, but I'm actually not doing it that way. So I was really struggling with like picking up choreography virtually um, like that with the edge classes, and I don't know. The way they had the camera set up, it just wasn't really working for me. Like I loved all the edge classes, but virtually it wasn't working for me very well. Um, but fortunately my teacher, Catherine Round, who I was taking ballet from, who was like the one teacher outside of edge that I was working with, she started doing virtual classes, um, out of her house, which was amazing. Like really, really helped me. And actually I found myself growing more from her virtual classes than from her in-person classes because in person I felt like she was a little tougher on us and like she would show the combos, like the bar combos and stuff, but like she wouldn't really do it with us or anything. It was like if you didn't get it just by watching her do it once, then, you know, try to look around, try to get it or whatever. But online, because we didn't really have anyone to really look at, she kind of would do it more with us. And like maybe she just had even a little bit more compassion because it was like the pandemic and everyone had more compassion during that time. Um, so she would really take a little more time to explain things or like show it to us or do it at the same time as us. And I was really starting to like understand it better. So I really appreciated her class during that time. And, and in person, I used to only be able to go once a week because I had so many other classes. But I was like starting to be able to take her twice a week because I didn't have as many other classes. So I felt like I was growing in ballet and was like really grateful to Catherine for that, for doing that. And then, and at one, and I think she even did it from a studio too at one point. So she was partially doing it from a studio, partially doing it from her house. And that was working out great. And then my teacher, Chelsea Mishner, who taught basic jazz at Edge, she started to teach people privately. Well, she reached out to me and to see if I was interested in taking private lessons from her, which I would have never thought about doing with anybody before. But I was like, yeah, like, of course I want to keep working with her. So I remember she gave me a good deal and we started working together every week and I was taking her basic jazz class in person, but um, when we were doing the private lessons, she was telling me like, this is a jazz two combo, Tracy. I'm teaching you like my jazz two combos because she also taught jazz two at Edge. And I mean, I thought it was going to be a million years before I could take her jazz two class. So that was another cool thing. I was like, oh, like now because of this situation, she's teaching me harder dances. Like, yeah, she's probably taking longer to teach it to me than she would have in her actual class. But it was just cool that I was getting to be able to be pushed in new ways. So that was pretty cool. That's kind of all I had in the beginning. 
And again, you know, I'm, I'm working from home. I have all this extra time because I'm not commuting from Pasadena to Culver City because I was doing that five days a week before the pandemic. So I have all this extra time all of a sudden, but I don't have as many dance classes, but I want to dance all the time because that's what I used to always do. So I did start getting kind of creative during this time. So Annalise, my roommate, she was pretty into like social media, like TikTok and everything. And she really liked making videos. And I really wanted to dance more. So I started to choreograph my own dances. I was like, maybe now is the time to choreograph my own dancing. And so I've always wanted to choreograph to Christian music. That's something that I still want to do more of in the future. But at this point, I mean, I was pretty beginner trying to make up dances to entire songs, which I don't know why I was even trying to do that. But I would make up a dance to an entire like three and a half, four minute song with like the cheesiest moves. And then me and Annalise would make these like, she would basically allow me to teach it to her every Sunday. We would spend hours making like these YouTube dance tutorials for kids. Like I would say like it's for kids and we would post it online and it was just so ridiculous. Like we had so much fun and got such a good workout from it. And then we also would usually make a TikTok video after that because she's like, okay, if I do these dance tutorials with you, will you help me make a TikTok every Sunday? So we were actually working so hard like every Sunday for a while on these things. And then she and I both also really like tap dancing. So we would find these like YouTube tap tutorials and like do that in our garage. Fortunately, in our townhouse, we have like our own personal garage which is amazing. So we were able to like tap in the garage and nobody ever complained or anything. So that worked out really well as well. So I was doing that kind of stuff with her for a while. Sorry, I'm like looking at my notes over here. I'll be looking at my notes a little bit because there's just a lot that happened during this time. But basically, I still wished I was like taking more classes to train more. But all of a sudden, I had this like epiphany where I was like, wait, if I'm taking classes virtually – can't I just take classes from anywhere? Like why why do I have to take them out of LA? Because yes, LA is one of the top cities for dance, but what is the other top city or the top city? It's New York. Now, I had only been to New York two times. I went there once in high school for choir. We had a choir tour and like stopped in New York for one day and climbed the Statue of Liberty and saw the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and that was it for one day. And then I went back to New York when I was – it was actually probably about a year before the pandemic, I think, when we went to New York for work. So my company's headquarters in New York, and we had this, like, training session, and, like, 10 of us went from – all from different cities, um, from different offices. We all met in New York to do this training with our company, and I remember – me and my boss from California got in like a night early because of the time zone difference or something. And so I had one night there that I wasn't going to have to do anything with work. And so I was like, oh, I should take a class. I, I mean, because this is during, this is in the middle of me being really involved, taking a lot of dance classes in LA. So it was like, I should take, uh, so again, this is like a year before the pandemic. And I was like, I should take a dance class in New York. So I was asking my teachers in LA, like, what's a good studio to take um, to take class at in New York? So my teachers were telling me BDC, Broadway Dance Center, or um, Steps on Broadway. And so I was like looking up the schedules for both of those places and basically ended up finding this like tap class with Broadway Dance Center that I wanted to try my first night in New York. But I'm like, 
I'm like, I have not been to New York since high school. Like, so I don't know anything about New York or getting around in New York. I tried to see like where BDC was in relation to my hotel. Um, but yeah, I I ended up spending so much money on that dance class because it cost me like $75 altogether because I took an Uber to the class, which was crazy. Like, first of all, in New York, you should probably take the subway, but I was not about to be like in New York at night on my own trying to take a subway when I do not have experience with public transportation. Like, yes, I grew up in Chicago, but I grew up in the suburbs. Like, I didn't really do that. I always had a car. So trying to figure out the subway system at night by myself, my first night in New York was like not going to happen. But why did I choose to do an Uber and not a taxi? Because Uber was just kind of all I knew coming from LA. Like, I... I had never like hailed a taxi before. Like I didn't even know how it worked. Like how do you get a taxi? I don't know. So it's like I'm just going to Uber. They have Uber there too. But Uber was just like so expensive. I mean maybe a taxi would have been too. But it's just like to call an Uber on your app. And I remember it was like a certain amount of blocks away. But like was taking so long to get to me because the traffic was so bad. And the traffic in that area where BDC was like I don't know Manhattan or like near Times Square the traffic's so bad and they tack on this extra price for Ubers during that time or during that area. Um, so it was just really a crazy experience. I also remember that <laughs> you guys are just going to think I'm like the weirdest person, but I totally sat in the front seat of that Uber too, because I didn't do Uber that much in LA at this time. And like, I would always sit in the front. I don't remember why. I just would – I think I Googled it once and was and it said like, oh, you can sit in the front or in the back. So I just thought it was like a nicer thing to like sit in the front with them, <laughs> which like I don't even do that now. I don't do that now anymore, but like I used to do that in LA. So when I was in New York, I literally sat in the front with the Uber driver and I think they just thought I was like the weirdest person ever. And I kept like saying – like I kept like trying to talk to them because in LA like – the Uber drivers are usually really talkative. And in New York, I just remember like they were barely responding to me. Later on, my friends were like, Tracy, they probably didn't speak English. And I was like, oh, actually, that might have been true. <laughs> Anyways, it was just a funny experience. But I did get to the tap class. I made it there. I wasn't sure which level to take. So at BDC, it's interesting because um, they do sometimes have basic or like intro classes, but even those classes, they tell you you should have one to two years experience in dance before you take it. So they don't really have a class for like zero years of experience. Their beginner classes say that you should have, I think it's like two to five years of dance experience. And then their advanced beginner, you should have like five to eight years of dance experience. So it's pretty, it's the levels, you know, there's a lot of levels in New York, but it's, like very beginner you still need to have a lot of experience in dance so I was trying to pick a level that made sense for me I'm pretty sure I just picked beginning tap like that would have been my level but I still like wasn't sure how it was going to be but I remember like I took that class and it was like such a good class so I had this teacher her name was Kat Ponza Kat with a K and I just loved the class so much. First of all, it was a perfect level for me. Like it was challenging, but I was able to pretty much keep up with everything. And she would point people out in class, like in a nice way, sort of, but like she would stop people and like make them do the move like over and over and over again until they got it, like in front of everybody. Cause she like really cared about like correcting people and helping people get better. And I was thinking like, oh my gosh, if she does that to me, like I'm going to freak out. Like I'm so nervous already. And and maybe she only did that to people she knew. I'm not sure, but she never did it to me. 
at one point she did look at me when I was doing a certain move and she kind of gave me this like nod of approval and I was like oh phew okay <laughs> like I'm keeping up with the class this is good um but I remember like uh there was like a difficult move she was teaching us and a few of us were making like weird faces because like you know when you mess up a move in a dance class sometimes you're like you make a face because you messed it up or whatever and I remember her saying don't make a face if you mess it up she's like you don't decide when you mess it up I decide when you mess it up or something she's like I'll tell you if you need to change something like I'll tell you if you did it wrong but I don't want to see it on your face and I remember thinking that was like such good advice because like if you were really performing in a show or something like you can't be like you already messed up a part. You can't also mess up your face. It's like messing it up like double or triple. It's like exponentially messing it up when you also like make your face weird. So and you never know if an audience member isn't even going to be able to tell that you messed it up if you just act confident or whatever. So I thought that was really good advice. Actually thinking about it now, I'm like, I need to st- apply that again because I, I have not been applying that lately. But um, so that was really good advice that she gave. And I remember it was just more of like a classical tap class. Like my tap class in LA was more of like, you know, a street tap type of situation. But her tap class, she was very much like, you know, you shouldn't be doing anything with your arms. Just kind of keep them at your side. Like they should be loose, but you don't need to be doing big things with your arms. Like this isn't hip hop. So I just liked her style. I liked the way she was teaching it. I liked the seriousness of it. There was one girl in the class that was wearing sort of like character tap shoes I don't know what they're called exactly but they have like a heel on them and I remember she was really good and Kat was asking her I remember Kat was like are you auditioning she just asked her like are you auditioning I guess she just meant like are you auditioning in general um right now and the girl was like yeah and so then she was like working with her specifically on one of the across the floors to like help her get it really good just for like a couple minutes but it was cool to like watch her work with her she just seemed to really care about helping people grow and it was really awesome. I just – I felt like I got so much out of the class. And I remember as I was leaving the class, I asked her – I decided to ask her a question because I had asked some of my tap teachers in LA but hadn't gotten really good answers. But I told her like, hey, so my – the balls of my feet hurt a lot when I take tap. Like I love taking tap but we're on the balls of our feet so much and then my feet like really hurt afterwards and like I don't know why. Like is that normal? Is it just because I'm not used to it? And she was like, yeah, that's pretty normal. Like if you don't take tap all the time, like it's normal. But if you start taking tap more, you'll probably get used to it and that feeling will go away. She said, but for now, if you want, you can get little like pads to put under your toes in your shoes. And she was just like really helpful and gave me the most helpful answer of anyone I had asked that question to. So and she was really right. Like I did get pads for my shoes, which was helpful. And then the pain did go away after I started taking tap more. So I just loved I just I was just raving about that class for so long and I was so excited to have taken that class and I just remember thinking, oh, New York dance classes are just like a different level. They're just like so good and I wish I could take dance in New York, but I never really liked New York, even that trip. Like I had a fun time, but I did the training with my work and then one of my friends actually came to visit, came and like we we stayed an extra few days to like do a real vacation in New York and I had fun, but um. New York is just, to me, New York is just kind of dirty. I'm really sorry if you love New York, so I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I just feel like it's kind of dirty. I mean, there's some parts that aren't, but they put like the trash on the street because there like aren't dumpsters or something. So there's like trash lines on the sidewalks and then it's kind of dirty. And then like, apparently there's a lot of rats. I don't know if I saw rats specifically, but 
everyone says that and then it's like very expensive to live there and people just have really tiny apartments because of it and it's cold it gets cold you also like can't have a car really so and I love driving my car so never really wanted to move to New York but I just was like I wish I liked New York more because these dance classes are like amazing so I had to tell you that whole pre-story to kind of take you through what I was going through now in the pandemic because so now back to real time in my story during the pandemic I was like okay I could take um I could take classes through BDC or steps right now maybe so I looked up those studios saw that they also had virtual classes I was like oh my gosh this is amazing so I remember I found a class that fit in my schedule it was a tap class on a Saturday and I took it through steps which I had never steps on Broadway which I had never been to in person but heard was also good like BDC so I signed up for it and I remember like setting it all up in my garage, like putting my computer on the washing machine and had my tap shoes and had the Zoom ready. And then they always had this little, I think they had like a facilitator person that would kind of announce the class or, or there would be a little box saying who the teacher was. And I remember seeing the teacher's name. And now this is a year or so later of when I took that class at BDC. But I remember seeing the teacher's name and being like, wait, that name kind of sounds familiar. And then I was like, wait is this the person that I took tap from in New York? Because I actually didn't remember her name at the time. And also this was Steps, not BDC, where I took that tap class. Of course, like teachers often teach at more than one studio. But I was like, is that her? And I got excited for a second because like I loved her. But I wasn't even thinking I would take like a virtual class with her necessarily. I was just trying to find something that fit in my schedule. But then like she appeared on the screen and it was her. It was Kat Ponza. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a teacher that I loved so much. I paid like $75 for her class last time. And now here I am in my own garage in like my pajamas and I paid like $12 for this class. Like I don't know, I don't remember how much it was exactly, but I know it was really cheap in the beginning of the pandemic. They were making it like pretty cheap. And I was just like, this is amazing. It was also amazing. It probably wasn't amazing for her because we would all be on mute and so she couldn't really hear us tap, which was probably really annoying for a tap teacher. But for me as the student, it was actually really nice because I could hear my own taps so well instead of like just hearing the blending of the whole class. So it was an amazing class. And then we kind of like all chatted afterwards in the Zoom and like I got to tell her that I like took her in person a year before and was like so excited to get to take her virtually now. And so I started taking that class regularly and I just, I felt so, I felt so blessed. I was like, wow. To get to take New York dance classes in LA in the comfort of my home in like the nice weather and I'm not taking taxis or Ubers anywhere or the subway and I can still have my car. I mean, I felt like heaven came to earth. Like this was amazing. Obviously, like we're in a really difficult time, but with specifically with dance classes, I thought it was amazing. Like I remember like trying to tell my friends, my LA dance friends, like you should take classes virtually through New York. It's amazing. And a lot of my friends were just like, eh, I don't really like learning virtually and my apartment's small or whatever. So I also had the nice situation of having like a pretty big house with like a lot of space. I was mostly just taking classes in my room in the beginning, which was kind of small because I had the smaller room at the time. Um, but still like, I don't know, I felt like it was enough room and I felt like I was still like getting a lot out of it. So that was the first class that I took 
um, through New York. And what else was cool was like I had all this extra time to take more dance classes because I mean, I was already taking a lot of dance classes before the pandemic, but now like I didn't have my commute anymore. So I had all that time. That was like two to four hours of my time was my commute before that. And because New York was Eastern time, a lot of their classes were like before I started work. So I could just get up early and take a class, which wasn't anything hard for me because I used to get up super early to drive to work. So now it's like I'm getting super up super early to take a dance class. This is way better, you know. So I couldn't really take many dance classes at night because their classes would already be done by that point for um, Pacific time. But I could take classes in the morning. I could take classes on the weekends. So I was like, this is really great. So and then my work, um, because, you know, times were kind of hard – they were like, hey, we're going to have everybody take off work every other Friday and they were going to cut our paychecks by 10%, which sounds sad, but I was just happy that we weren't losing our jobs. And then also I was really happy to get every other Friday off work. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can take all these dance classes. And I was saving so much money from not going anywhere, from not spending money on gas. Like, I mean, I didn't even feel like I needed that 10%, but, but to – um tell you the whole story the company actually ended up giving us back all that money that they kept from us like months later they gave it all back to us which we weren't expecting so that was like another bonus of money which was so cool but then we still had gotten all that time off so that was amazing plus our HR team for our company was encouraging us to take our PTO time because people weren't taking it because they couldn't like travel anywhere and HR was like well you guys can't all wait you can't all take all your PTO in December so like people need to start taking it so I basically found the days that my favorite dance classes were and was like, oh, I'm going to just start taking Tuesdays off or I'm going to take every other Tuesday off. Or I just started taking random days off and then I had all this time for dance classes, which was amazing. So besides that tap class I was taking with Steps, I mostly found a lot of good classes through BDC, through Broadway Dance Center. And what I found with the BDC classes is I really liked the way they had them set up. So um, first of all, they just had amazing sound quality. I don't know what they did to have that, but I could hear the sound really, really well. And then they had um, this thing on the cameras that flipped the teacher. So you were actually mirroring them, but doing when they were using their left arm, you were using your left arm because you were mirroring them. And they had the camera in front of the teacher. So you were like facing the teacher um, in the beginning they, there weren't any students in the classroom anyway, so it was just the teacher in the classroom. But then eventually they had some student, like they had a certain amount of students that could come to class. So there'd be like a few students, but then everybody else would be virtual. But the students were never like blocking you or anything because the camera was like in front of the teacher. And these teachers were just like really good and they were really good at teaching virtually. I was actually just really shocked at how well it was working out. Like initially, I just had my laptop, so it was kind of a small screen. But eventually I invested in it. Like eventually I had – I bought Powerbeats Pro so I could hear the music really loud and like not disturb my roommates, which was amazing, an amazing invest investment that I still use. And then um, I also got like a big monitor so that I could like see a bigger picture. So that was really helpful. And I eventually ended up dancing in the living room, which my roommate – Annalise was very gracious to like not care. I always felt so bad how much I danced in the living room. I would push the coffee table out of the way and like use the whole space. And I was always apologizing to her and like telling her when my classes were and warning her about them all the time. And 
she was always like, I don't care, Tracy, just take your classes whenever. It doesn't matter. Like she was so nice about it, which was great. She also met a guy during COVID. So she was just pro- like extra happy. <laughs> so I think it would have been like hard to bother her during that time. We were both really happy. I was very happy with my dance classes. She was very happy with her new boyfriend and things worked out pretty well for me and Annalise. And then Rochelle wasn't living there for like 10 months. So we had a lot of extra space and stuff. So that worked out really well. So, but except for the only issue with taking these virtual classes was really just that the internet would cut out sometimes and that was super annoying, like, as you can imagine and as you probably experienced yourself if you did this. But um, yeah, the teacher's like in the middle of teaching the choreography and like the internet cuts out and you're like, oh my gosh, like already these classes are harder than I'm used to and I'm learning them virtually and now I'm like literally missing 10 minutes of the choreography because my internet went out. So That was frustrating. But besides that, I really loved it. So getting into a little more of the specifics of the classes I was taking through BDC. So one of the first classes I tried was a class called Beginning Contemporary. I mean, I didn't know who any of these teachers were. The only teacher I knew was Kat for the TAP class because I had met her in person. But I didn't know who anybody else was. But I just saw a class called Beginning Contemporary. And I'm like, oh, that's so great because I had been trying to take these other contemporary classes through Edge, but, you know, they were just regular contemporary. And I have never seen a class called beginning contemporary. I'm like, oh, this is amazing because I'm a beginner and I really want to learn contemporary. So I took this class with Eric Campros. So he was the teacher. And oh my gosh, I loved the class so much. I felt like it sort of reminded me of like the basic jazz class with Chelsea because he just spent so long on like the warm up where there was a lot of like different kinds of balancing and stretches and strength building. And then the combo, well, the combo was pretty advanced, like not necessarily like super advanced moves because it was beginning contemporary, but I just wasn't super used to picking up contemporary moves. So that part was already hard for me. But then he kind of taught fast. Like for me, it was fast because I wasn't used to it. Um, And it was long. It was like a lot of a lot of choreography and a lot of his dances were to like instrumental music. So that was especially hard for me too. like, oh, I don't even have words to help me remember the sequence of this choreography. Like I need to like really know the counts. So it was pretty hard for me, but I really, really liked it. And when I took that class, I felt like, oh, this class is going to help me grow. Like I am going to grow from this class. And I, so I looked him up immediately to find out like what other classes he had and does he teach at steps two and blah, blah, blah. So I found that he had two, I think it was two beginner contemporary classes and they both fit in my schedule. Like one was on Saturday and one was in the morning before I started work. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So I felt like this is God. He is blessing me with this class. I, I'm not going to lose my growth in dance. Like I'm going to keep growing. This is amazing. So was super excited about that. Um, he was also just like really funny and like a fun teacher. So, and I could tell like he knew a lot of the students and he would push c- certain students more than others who were obviously like more advanced. So he just seemed like a really good teacher. And the fact that he was able to give corrections to so many people like over Zoom, which a lot of the teachers were able to do, which always just blew my mind. I'm like, how are they seeing all of this through like a screen? This is so crazy. So I was very excited about Eric's class, but cut to like I don't know how many weeks it was in or if it was even months into taking his class but all of a sudden I'm taking his class one day and he knew who I was like I always came so sometimes he'd give me corrections and he'd always call me Tracy E because like my name in the zoom box said Tracy E so he'd be like Tracy E close your rib cage or whatever so he was becoming like you know a regular teacher for me and one of the classes he just randomly in the middle of teaching his choreography he's like oh yeah I meant to tell you guys like 
my schedule is changing. I'm gonna like my weekday class is gonna be later at a later time and then but I'm still gonna have my Saturday class at this time or whatever. And I just like I like freaked out because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not gonna be able to fit this class in my schedule because it's gonna be during work. And what if like and also we were gonna have to go back to the office at some point. Like we still hadn't, but they kept saying we're gonna have to go back to the office two days a week at least. Like soon, soon we're gonna have to go back to the office. They kept saying that. So I we never knew when it was gonna happen. And every week that it didn't happen yet, we were all very happy. <laughs> work was much better when we were working from home. So um but yeah, so when he said that, I was just like, I was freaking out. I felt like so sad. And then he kept teaching the choreography and I was like, really hard for me to focus on learning the choreography because I was like, I can't believe I'm going to like lose this class. I'm not going to have it twice a week. And what if like his Saturday class changes and then I can't even have it at all. And I was just really freaking out. And the next part of the choreography, he was teaching us how to do a certain move and he was like, okay and then this part you're gonna kind of do it like someone punched you in the gut like they just gave you bad news and like punched you in the gut and I remember thinking you just gave us bad news and you just punched me in the gut (laughs) I just remember like thinking that um but so I was freaking out my brain started going into like strategic planning mode which it does very easily and I uh immediately after class was like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do But because I had been taking privates with Chelsea still, private lessons virtually, I was like, maybe this guy would give me private lessons. And I don't know. He seems like a pretty big deal teacher in New York. So it's a much bigger stretch. But and plus, I didn't know how much it would cost. Like Chelsea was giving me a pretty good deal. But I'm like, I don't know. Would he give me a deal? Like, I don't know. So I'm like, I just need to like write him, tell him my whole like story and like see what he could do for me. Um, But I wasn't on social media at the time. So I found his website and like he had this little place where you could like contact him on it so I literally wrote on my lunch break that day from work I wrote this long letter about like my passion for dance and how his class is the main class that's helping me grow right now but like he's changing his schedule and now I'm not gonna be able to take it and like is there any way he can give me private lessons da 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 I'm in California blah 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 and so I sent this whole thing I hit send and I remember like nothing happened after I hit send. Like I hit send and it just like my letter just like disappeared. It didn't have a box that said like, oh, thank you for sending this or this has been sent or Eric will get back to you. Like nothing popped up. It just like disappeared. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if that like worked. I don't even know if that got to him. But I literally was checking my email because you put your email in there for him to like contact you back. And I remember checking my email like every five minutes to see if he responded, which I'm – and I remember feeling crazy. Like, Tracy, why are you checking your email every five minutes? Like, this guy is busy. He's like a big dance teacher in New York. Who even knows? People don't even contact people through websites or through email. They contact people through social media. And you're so weird and he's probably never going to get this. (laughs) Like, and if he does, he probably doesn't have time for this. Like – don't be checking it every five minutes. Like you're going to be lucky if he responds to you in three weeks, you know. So that's what I was telling myself. But then a couple hours went by and he did respond. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And he responded with this like long email. And I was like, oh my gosh, he responded and he wrote a long email. And it was so nice. It was such a nice email. And he kind of shared a little bit about his own life, how he grew up in California and a little bit about his dance journey that he shared in the email. And um he was encouraging me with where I was at and he was like yeah like he's like I don't have I used to do a lot of private virtual lessons but since people been going back to class so at this point 
um, a lot of classes were like hybrid. Like there were some people in class, but then everybody else, it was like a certain amount of people, like 10 people that could be in class or something in a social distance way with masks. And then everybody else had to like learn virtually. So he was like, because like people are going back in person, I don't have as many people interested in virtual private lessons. So And he's like, and normally I travel a lot, but I'm not traveling as much because of the pandemic. So um, yeah, we should be able to like work something out. And I was just like ecstatic about this. So it's crazy because what ended up happening is I ended up getting private lessons with him. But what's so crazy is like because of the way my PTO time was working out and my every other Friday's off and like just the way my schedule is working out. Somehow I ended up never having to stop taking his regular classes either, which so I should have probably stopped taking the private lesson because I was still taking his regular class. And the whole reason to take the private lesson was because I wasn't gonna be able to take his regular class. But after taking him one time privately, I was like, this is amazing. Like he helped me so much and he'd often go over like it was supposed to be an hour but he would often give me like an hour and a half a couple times he even gave me like two hours like I was really passionate and I was really committed so I think he enjoyed working with me I mean not because I was an amazing dancer because I certainly was not but just like I was growing and I think people that really like teaching like enjoy I would imagine it's enjoyable to like watch someone who's actually growing you know which is what I was thinking too. So I was really trying to grow because I was like, if I don't keep growing or getting better, like he's not going to want to work with me anymore. So I would like, which is not, which is actually not true, but I, I like was thinking like that. So I was practicing so much and trying so hard just to like really improve while I was working with him and I was improving and I really liked it. So I was still taking, I think I had to miss a couple of his classes initially when his schedule first changed, but then my PTO days were changing and then somehow I was able to take his classes again. So I was taking two beginner contemporary classes with him a week, plus the private lesson, plus in the midst of all of this happening, like months later, he ends up coming up with this class called Leaps and Turns, or I don't know if it was beginning Leaps and Turns or just Leaps and Turns, I don't remember, but um, he said he was partly like inspired by me to create this class because like I was working on turns a lot. And I think some of his other students, obviously a lot of people are working on turns. So he basically sort of created this class partially for me and it was on a Saturday and I'm like oh my gosh now there's another class with Eric this is amazing because I just like loved working with him it was at the same time as my ballet class with Catherine Round so I was like shoot what am I gonna do because I loved working with her too but I felt like he like made this class just for me like he didn't really make it just for me but that's what I felt like and I just Um, had become like I had developed like a stronger relationship with him and I was really growing with him and I was kind of like you know ballet schmale you know I love ballet but whatever like I want to like do contemporary dance and blah 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 so I ended up sort of like drifting away from Catherine Round during this time and I kind of drifted away from everyone except the New York teachers because I got really obsessed with all the teachers from BDC so I was just like this is all I want to do I mean I was like thinking like I want to move to New York at some point even though I don't even really like New York. So anyway, I was taking him four times a week. Besides that, I was taking um, a lot of other classes as well. I started taking um, musical theater classes through New York, through BDC, which I never wanted to take musical theater, even though I did that when I was younger. That was not something – we don't really have a lot of that in L.A., and that wasn't something that I was in my head that I wanted to do. But it just so happened that those classes were at the right times before I started work. So I was like, well – this is the one that fits in my schedule. I guess I'll just like try it or whatever. 
Um, well, I ended up loving the musical theater classes. I think contemporary and musical theater were probably my favorite during the pandemic. And um, I took a lot of classes with Morgan Rose, who I love. She had really good beginner um, theater classes. And I think I even started taking her like her advanced beginner eventually. Um, and then this teacher, Marjorie Filoni, I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name right, but she was awesome too, taught a little bit more advanced theater and I loved it I was taking from her eventually when I started getting better more towards the end like more towards like the end of like a year of doing this I started taking from Ian Klein and Liz Piccini um sorry I have like a voicemail I want to get rid of (laughs) um on the screen anyways uh if you're watching on YouTube anyway uh so yeah I started taking these Ian Klein and Liz Piccini were really hard but it was like pushing me in a good way so I loved their musical theater classes I was not taking a lot of hip-hop and stuff but I took one hip-hop class with this teacher Q from BDC I took his studio class at BDC virtually and I also he also sometimes did classes out of his house that I really enjoyed as well and so I was taking him a little bit and my friend Lee, so this is probably my only LA dance friend that I, I took New York classes with. But I used to take Dean Alexpace's um, jazz funk and hip hop class with Lee. She was a really good dancer in his classes. And I had told her about these classes with Q and she wanted to try it. So she started taking Q's class with me through New York and we both loved it. So we would like see each other virtually on the Zoom in class and then we would t- often like text about it afterwards and Um, We had so much fun with him. We were like, we have to go to New York and like take Q in person sometime. So, and Q is so good about like talking with us, like saying our names and giving us good corrections. And um, he really pushed me. So I liked that class as well. Um, So obviously I was taking like a lot of classes. I also even started taking a little bit of ballet out of the New York studio. This teacher, Deanna Doyle, I loved her. Like I still, ballet still wasn't like my favorite thing in the world, but She was just, like, this bright ray of sunshine to my soul. Like, Deanna Doyle, like, she's just so sweet and nice when she talks. And she's, like, funny in kind of, like, a subtle way. And I just – I really enjoyed that class for a while. Again, ballet still never my favorite, but it was – and maybe it didn't push me as much as, like, Catherine. Like, I really grew a lot with Catherine, which was awesome, and I love Catherine too. But I think during the pandemic when it was just, like, a hard time – it was kind of nice having Deanna who was kind of just like very chill and like very nice and mostly just said encouraging stuff. And honestly, I didn't even take her class that much. Like I just wasn't obsessed with ballet during this time. Um, oh, and then I also took Debbie Wilson, commercial, her commercial, I think it was called commercial jazz or advanced beginning commercial jazz or something, um, which her style was or her class was very hard for me at first. She was pretty like strict about stuff and initially when I took her class she like didn't even notice me or ever say anything to me but eventually she started giving me corrections and stuff that's kind of what happens like in the beginning when you take a class it's too advanced for you I think the teacher just kind of like just doesn't even like notice you like they're not like mad that you're there but they're just not like they're not gonna care because you're not even getting it and you're new or whatever but if you really stay committed and keep going and they're a good teacher usually they'll start to like invest in you a little bit more. So that's kind of what happened with Debbie Wilson. She started like investing in me a little more because she saw me come every single week and I was getting better from her class. So cut to like, okay, it's now been 10 months of doing this 
And Rochelle, I think it was about 10 months, Rochelle finally came back to live with us. So she'd literally been paying rent this whole time. And like, it was just amazing that we had so much space, even though I did miss her. Um, But she came back to live with us again. And I was then nervous that she was going to be annoyed that I was taking all these dance classes in the living room. But she was really nice about it too and was like, Tracy, I don't care. Just do your dance classes. Like, it's good that you're using the living room. Like, I don't care. It's fine. But but how Rochelle would be when I was taking – I mean, Rochelle had a very busy social life and she was gone a lot, even like in the pandemic, you know. She had all her social distance things and Annalise did that too. But, um, but the times that Rochelle was there when I was dancing – she would sometimes just like sit on the couch and like just watch me dance and have like this big smile on her face, like just ready to encourage me. And she would like clap for me and stuff. And it was so funny. I, I kind of loved it. I mean, it was awkward, but it was just so nice of her to do that. I like never had someone who doesn't take a bunch of dance classes, like kind of be in my dance class with me in a way. So that was kind of what was happening with Rochelle. And so I remember one time I was taking Debbie Wilson's class and I had started to get a little bit better at it. So she was like really enjoying me watching me dance, but I had my Power Beats Pro like headphones in. And so like she wasn't hearing the music. And so Debbie had put us into groups because even in the Zoom classes, they often put us in groups and we would watch each other on Zoom. And so she's putting us into groups and having us like perform the dance at the end. And Rochelle was like saying to me like, Tracy, can you take out your headphones so I can hear the music? I want to like see the dance with the music. And I was kind of stressed out because switching from headphones to the computer and I'm like trying to remember the choreography and I'm like, ah, but I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I guess I can do that. So I remember I took out my headphones, turned it on and like she got to watch me dance with the music and she was like cheering for me so hard. And Debbie happened to say something like nice to me. Like she encouraged me after that one, but then she also gave me a correction too. Um, I can't remember what she said now, but I remember it was just kind of funny that Rochelle got to like, like she couldn't see Rochelle, like Debbie couldn't see Rochelle because Rochelle was like kind of behind the monitor. But um, it was just funny, like watching Rochelle's reaction to this teacher, like correcting me and stuff. And Rochelle was just so excited for me and just telling me how good I was doing and how proud of me she was. And I remember she watched me do like a whole class once and then I started getting ready for the next class. And she was like, wait, you're going to take another class now? And I was like, yeah, I have another class. And she was like, but you already just worked so hard. I remember her saying that. But you already just worked so hard. I was like, yeah, I know. And I'm going to work hard again. I have to keep taking class. So I also think, you know, she thought I was a little crazy. But um, yeah, so that was kind of my experience with taking all these classes. And in the meantime, at some point during all this, like Edge ended up closing down, which completely like they had gone back to virtual gone back to in-person a little bit with limited people and then at some point they just like completely closed down and I was just like I was really devastated because as much as I was enjoying all the New York classes like I was like okay once the pandemic's over I'm gonna go back to class at Edge it's gonna be like it used to be and I was like oh my gosh Edge closed down I remember like me and Chelsea Chelsea Mishner heard about it like on the same day and we had our private class and our private lesson and we were both just like processing together and like so sad about it. Obviously, like that was her life, like her job and everything. So even more sad for her. But I felt like really sad about it. Um, and I remember complaining to Eric. So like Eric and I talked a lot because we took like I took so many classes with him. So we worked together a lot. And he would also like take a lot of videos during the private lesson so I could like see what I was doing wrong and like ways to improve and or what I was doing right. And so he, we were often like exchanging videos and we just talked a lot during that season. And I remember just complaining to him. I whined to him a lot. I'm really sorry about that, Eric. <laughs> but I whined to him a lot. And I was just like, 
what am I going to do? I was just like very dramatic. I was like, what am I going to do? Edge closed down. And like he was sad about Edge closing down too because he had taught there before as well. But I was just like, not as well. I didn't teach there. But you know what I'm saying. Anyways, um, I was really upset about it. I was like, what am I going to do like when we go back in person or when New York stops being virtual? Like I am going to have nowhere to take dance. Like Edge is done. And like, yeah, Millennium still exists and whatever. But like that's mostly hip hop. Like how am I going to take like jazz and contemporary and all the classes I like? How am I going to take those like because Edge is gone and now we don't have anything and I'm going to have to move to New York and um. Yeah, I was just really depressed about it. But I remember Eric saying, like, um, to stop freaking out because he's like, Tracy, it's L.A. Like, there's going to be new studios. Like, new studios are going to pop up. Like, they make TV and movies there, and they need dancers to have training there. And, like, L.A. is never going to be a city that doesn't have good dance classes. Like, it's – and then he started telling me, like, history of, like, different dance studios in L.A. Like, I don't even remember the name of them now, but he was telling me the studio before Edge that was really big and, like, how that, like, doesn't exist anymore. But then Edge came along. Or he's like, this is what just happens and things change. And, like, he was trying to encourage me, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know if you're right. And because my company's headquarters is in New York, they kept being, like, jobs opening in New York. And I kept thinking about, like, moving to New York. I was like, maybe I'll just move to New York. I remember Chelsea thinking out thinking it was funny because she's like I love that you're like just gonna you want to like move to New York to just to be able to do the dance classes I was like yeah like dance is so important to me and it's still really funny because like I had a nine-to-five job and I wasn't necessarily trying to be a professional dancer in like the typical way that people are trying to do that is more just that I want to do my own thing with dance at some point that's even how I still am now I really would like to do my own choreography and something with it on my own at some point I was just really passionate and driven for that. And I'm just like, if I don't have good dance classes in LA, what am I going to do? And all these amazing teachers are in New York. And also I had gotten like to know all of them pretty well. And I really wanted to keep working with them. And so I'm like, I don't want this to ever end. So even though I was like really enjoying my life during this time, I mean, there was definitely hard things during this time. But as far as like dance wise, I was really enjoying that aspect of my life during this time. Um... I also had kind of this anxiety of like, it's going to end soon. Like I'm going to have to go back and work in the office certain days and then I won't have as much time to dance or, or the virtual classes from New York are going to stop soon or like edge doesn't exist. And how am I going to find classes in LA? So there was always this like subtle anxiety going on as well. Um, and also like during this time, it's kind of funny because everyone kind of thought I was weird. Cause I like never left the house like yes nobody ever left the house for like a little bit for like a couple weeks or something but I don't think I ever left the house for like a year I don't even know it was like at least a year that I like literally never left the house like I think I checked the mail I always ordered my groceries like I didn't even go to the grocery store Partly because I really didn't want to get sick sick and still had this fear about that and um partly because I was very content like everybody's like going store crazy in their houses and I was just like I love my house and I take dance class all day and I practice dance like all the time because not only was I taking like at least 10 classes a week I also um was practicing a lot because I still had more time than that so I was practicing in my room trying to work on double pirouettes triple pirouettes like I have to get better I have to learn this tonight because I need to grow so that Eric wants to keep working with me and I want to grow as a dancer. And I was very passionate, but I didn't understand 
the concept of like taking a day off or taking time off and that they could actually help a dancer to take time off. That wasn't something that I really knew about. I was just trying to like work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard because I just saw progress from working hard. And that's what I wanted to keep doing was like keep working hard. So um, yeah, I think I'm kind of going to wrap it up here. We're going to have to do another episode. This keeps happening. <laughs> I talk too much. Anyways, um, yeah, because I was practicing so much and dancing so much that I ended up basically getting an injury. So it's about like a year to a year and a half into this like pandemic virtual dancing that I was doing. And I basically like woke up one day and like could not put any pressure on my like left, my big toe on my left foot. Like I couldn't go into releve. It was like super painful to put any kind of pressure on it. And so that was a whole journey of figuring out what I was going to do about that with how much I was moving forward in dance. And it really put a big damper on um, my dance journey. So I thought I was going to talk about the pandemic and my injury in this episode, but turns out I'm going to talk about my injury in the next episode because we're already at an hour and I don't think podcast episodes are supposed to be two hours. So we will leave it at that. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about my injury and share more about that. So thanks for listening. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you have a good day. And I will talk to you soon. Dance, 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 dance. <laughs> 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 <laughs>